Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to kind of talk about how our own writing processes, both in from planning to like finish, have changed over the course of our writing lives. <laughs> Might have changed a lot. Oh, mine have my biggest change in mine. I write a lot slower now because oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm. it's like the constant worry about everything. And am I doing it right? Man, I used to like I used to write 300,000 words every six months. And I can't do that anymore because I am too busy mm-hmm. doing all the other stuff. Like, I wish I wish I could go back and ask old me, what were you thinking? How how <laughs> did you get all this done with? Uh, getting proper sleep, working a full-time job. And how, how did you do it, Darren? Like, how, <laughs> how did you do that? Like, that's, in fu- that's fucking insane. I was going to college. I was working two jobs. I was coming home and writing thousands and thousands of words. And I'm like, damn, dude, where'd my libido go? <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is the caring about doing it well because I used to write a lot of words because I did not actually I was I did not know they were as bad as they were uh I kind of knew they were like I'm like "Eh, this first draft this is kind of rough um but I did not realize like how rough they were and now when I'm writing a first draft I'm like oh this is this is rough (laughs) and it slows me down because especially like in those early chapters when we both talked about this. We both like to, we can kind of like blaze through the middle and the end, but those early chapters, you want like a solid foundation and you want those to be good and pretty. So you can remember that you can write good and pretty before yeah. you write all the shitty, messy <laughs> stuff. And that that takes yes, a, a lot longer. <laughs> and I think, I think we are also doing something I mentioned in another episode recently, which is that we're kind of front loading some of the stuff we used to do at the end because I used to do a lot more revisions because I would, I would just make a mess of it and then fix a little bit of mess and then make a more mess and then fix a little bit of mess. And now I've kind of like learned, I've learned what my messes tend to be and kind of learned to plan ahead to cut some of those off at the past. Some still exist. Some are just going to be mess, but that is, I've done what I can to stop them. So. That is a great point because, you know, that makes me feel better because even though I have been very slow recently and um, it is because I am trying to see how few drafts I can do for this book. That may end up kicking mm-hmm. me in the ass down the line, but I really want to see if I can manage to do it in two or three drafts. Usually I have to do four. Mm-hmm. For my first book, I did seven. And that is important because... I look at that and I'm like, wow, it took me seven years to get an actual readable copy to betas for my first book that I wrote. And then the second book I worked on, I just finished Mm -hmm. and got an agent with, you know, last year, but I was working on that book for four or five years. Like birds was a long project. The book before birds was a new Mm -hmm. project that I had started fresh. um, And that one only took me a year and a half, two years. 
I slow and now I'm like uh-huh. I look I slowly I'm getting faster and and so I know that even though this one feels like it's taking a long time right now what will it do for my next book when I'm like what how which way which way which process should I write this with should I try to get it right the first time should I let it go and we're always told you know no don't you're not going to get it right the first time just just draft it all write it all down and that's great and everything but when you have you know when you have um so many books under your belt and you you need to write another one you're like no no I don't think you understand like I really need to make sure I can do this in the fewest drafts possible Mm -hmm. and and I need to try this and I know you've mentioned it too like you want to try to see how close you can get and it makes us kind of do this writer thing that you know we always tell people not to do and that's sit there and edit as you write (laughs) and it's like I know I shouldn't be doing this. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I need to do this for science. I need to see how close I can get, you know, and I want to see like if it actually does help, like, like for me um, as Mm -hmm. a, you know, person who's written a lot of words, kind of know what a book's supposed to look like at the end. And I kind of see this outline and I'm like, this works, this, this book works. Mm -hmm. If, If I do everything in this outline exactly right, this book will work. So Theory has it that if I write it correctly, <laughs> I will only have to fix a few things a few times and I can do it in two or three drafts. I'll be amazed if that actually works. Well, and that's part of the slowing down thing is that we have both written enough books now and we both study a lot and we both like analyze our craft and try to improve our craft. So we've started to learn like what the shape of a book and specifically our books looks like. So like I can get halfway through now and go, this is getting away from me. Yeah. Or this doesn't look right. This is, we need to head this off at the pass before I finish half of another book that I'm going to have to cut the entire half. So you do sometimes have to kind of stop and go back and relay some of the groundwork. And yeah, that does kind of like slow down that first draft. And I I do still do like the real bad yeah. zero draft. But so for me, that's like the second right. draft. And your zero draft is like the mm-hmm. the short yep. version that you do. Um, but like the first kind of quote unquote real draft is the one where like I sl- I go slower because I, I get to a point where I'm like, I'm going to have to like redo. I'm going to have to rewrite this whole section later, I might as well do it yep. now. <laughs> but we've gotten better at predicting like what the rest of the story is going to look like, too. I hope. I hope I've gotten better at predicting it because <laughs> here's the thing for me. I have never finished a book that I didn't have to rewrite from scratch. I'm talking like a whole Same. draft. Like I'm talking about 100,000 words. I have to rewrite the whole thing. I'm not talking about picking pieces from one chapter and keeping those. No, I had to rewrite every single book that I've written after maybe the second or third draft too. I've gotten to the end of a third draft mm-hmm. before and just been like, oh my God, I have to rewrite the whole fucking thing. And I hate that. Like, <laughs> I hate that feeling. I want to cut that feeling out. Yeah. The Longest Autumn had, admittedly, there were, I think, two scenes I got to keep. I had to revise heavily, but two scenes and the rest of the book was completely rewritten after the agent, actually. Um, she told me when we had our call, she's like, I, w- I want a heavy revision on this. And I was like, I can do it. And then I got halfway through and was like, I have to just rewrite this. And then it went through like a half rewrite with my editor later. Um, where I probably actually I probably kept like a third of the book during that rewrite. But yeah, I've 
I've I don't think I never get it right the first time, even though we're try we're like, we're gonna yeah. try it every time you hope, every time you're like, maybe this time, and then yeah. you finish it and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I like wanna be in the league <laughs> of people that only has to edit the edit several times. Like, because I feel mm -hmm. like the baby leagues were figuring it out because once you know the anatomy of a book, which you learn the first three or four books mm -hmm. you write. <laughs> Sorry, everybody who thinks you can learn the anatomy the first time. Unless you're a genius, probably oh, not. Sorry. There are some people with pretty high IQs that I've, I, you know, I know mm -hmm. have done it, but it's... It does happen. It does happen. Because that's, that is what happened with RF Kuang, uh, the poppy war. And I think it actually happened with Diana Gabaldon, too. I think she reached out to her, uh, to the person who is now her agent um, when the book was only 40% done and sent him 40% of the book. Mm -hmm. And he was, and it was just a draft then. And he's like, yes. Yeah. But it is very rare. Yeah, it's really, really rare. Um, I am definitely not one of those fortunate people. Me neither. And I would, like, it would just feel so good to just not have to rewrite it. And I think that's the biggest thing that's changed about my process. What can I do in this book that will prevent me from doing as much work as the last book? And for the mm -hmm. second book, it was asking myself more questions. Like, stop being okay with, you know, just, you know, pulling facts out of your ass about what living in an island looks like what magic systems look like you know and actually read somebody else's magic system actually look at an island life and see what kind of trees are there what kind of plants are there because when i first started writing i didn't look up any of that stuff i was like yeah there's maple trees <laughs> on this fucking tropical island oh my god darren no i didn't know and i wasn't thinking and so like when i wrote the second book i was like i am going to ask myself more questions and that's what i did and then it was meh and then I you know got to my third book and I was like okay I'm gonna ask more questions but I'm gonna make the plot a lot simpler because when I ask myself too many questions the plot gets too thick mm -hmm. so it's just been like one it's been a progression of look at my last book and decide what I didn't like about that process and then try to change it yeah I think that's yeah. that's the best succinct way to do it or to yeah. to put it is yeah what did I not like doing last time and is there a way I can avoid doing that this time? Yep. And yeah, I think I think that's yeah, really how both of us have kind of evolved is to try to outthink our future selves. <laughs> yep. Like I'm like, I'm trying to outsmart future me. Because <laughs> like it's like, <laughs> what can I do with this draft of this? This is me right now. I'm like, how can I write this draft so that future me has very little to say. <laughs> like, how can I fool them into not asking any questions or like, <laughs> and figuring it all out now? Um, also, because I think that if I can get this draft done, I think that my future self will be able to worry about deeper, more profound problems. Like, let's actually put okay. some energy into looking at this thing that we've never looked at before. Because you know, we, we always had to deal with the mess before, but now we don't have a mess. Now we have something very nice. So like, can we make the voice better? Can we like finer details? Cause I'm always about like, yeah, let's tweak the finer details. So like, I'm hoping that doing this gives me more time to think about something I've never thought about before. Next time mm -hmm. I do it. That is something I always want to do with each book is I want to challenge myself to do something that I have not done before. Yep. Um, or at least not achieved before. Sometimes it's something I took a swing at and failed and I'm going to do it right this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last one was I had like a mystery plot and it was a little more ambitious in the style mm -hmm. than I had normally done. Mm -hmm. And then the next book, fingers crossed, the one that I really want to work on next has more like intrigue. It's, it's more moving pieces, more chess, more succession. And 
I've never done something with that many moving pieces before and I probably will fuck it up and have to fix it but I'm trying to like plan ahead for that as much as possible and you know we both do this we research I, I will read books that do the thing I want to do yep and study them analyze them break them down the last book I read a bunch of mysteries <laughs> yep that I mean yeah and Dude, uh, when I first started writing, I didn't read at all. I didn't read. I was like, I, I had lost my, I had lost my love for reading, which is why I started writing. Because I was like, I want books that I enjoy, <laughs> you know, so I'm just going to write one. And so, yeah, I think reading too, for me, has, has changed quite a bit. I read all the time now. It's nuts. How much I know. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> I think that's another thing that's changed for both of us is... It's it's part of the writing process, so it counts, is that we've mm. both taken a different kind of tactic with our reading, is that we read more analytically now, both of us do. And we've discussed that on past episodes. Yep. Is that I I I can't I cannot just open a book and just read it and turn off the analytical brain yeah. completely. I can kind of push it to the background so I'm still enjoying the book, but there's yep. still a little subconscious part that's like Ooh, I like what they did there. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh, and when you get find a good word you've never heard and you go and I favorite mine on dictionary.com so I can remember to try to use them <laughs> like a nerd. Like, yeah. Man, I I my halfway through my writing my third book, I ended up needing glasses because I had read myself into I'm gonna I I'm gonna go blind <laughs> like because like I, I was like wow like this never happened my eyes didn't strain like this before yeah because you weren't reading <laughs> <laughs> you weren't reading you weren't being a scientist I, I'm convinced that that's why every time you see a scientist or like somebody who's really smart or you know something with glasses it's because they're <laughs> reading too much because the moment I started reading I needed glasses I was like what the fuck so yeah you know it's so much, so much has changed about my writing process. And that's good. Yeah, I think those are the big ones. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. I think it's good to always be working to improve your process and streamline it for yourself and whatever that looks like, um, whether that's more outlining, whether that's letting yourself, you know, explore more and do more discovery writing, whatever is going to help shorten your process, yeah. um, then that's good not even just shorten but just make it easier on yourself <laughs> yep i think that's all i have to say about it yep that's all i have to say too i don't want to repeat myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i think we we covered this one pretty good cool all, all right. right well bye bye thank you so much for joining us every other friday you can also join us at 7 30 p.m eastern on twitch for a live stream to see the upcoming schedule check out our website at anditswriting.com and a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.